Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to con discuss control freaks today, and with a little mention of met meta theory, which sounds pretentious, but is actually quite simple. Now, if we look back at the beginning of modern or progressive education, roughly 1890 to 1940, you see a remarkable pattern, a scary pattern. Meditate on the vibes from that time, and you will realize that these pioneers were, from the start, obsessed with controlling children, not necessarily educating them or enlightening them. The control freaks were looking for magical gimmicks that would make kids dance any way we please by the use of electric shocks or ringing bells or certain chemicals or pieces of candy. In short, any and all reinforcements and punishments that could shape a child. Now, why didn't these people wonder how we could help first graders learn arithmetic or ninth graders more deeply understand history and science? No, there was little interest in such cognitive or academic concerns Typically, these newfangled methods pursue the goal of creating more perfect children, so they say. But that's psychologically and ideologically speaking. That is, they are perfect in a socialist framework. A famous behaviorist named B.F. Skinner, 1904-1990, is famous for saying, open quote, give me a child and I'll shape him into anything, close quote. Now first, let's ask the big question. Why would anybody want to shape kids into just anything? That sounds ominous. Second, maybe it would be better to lift every child to their inborn potential. Skinner wrote a famous book called Walden II, which according to Wikipedia argues that, open quote, Systematically arguing environmental variables can generate a socio-cultural system that very closely approximates utopia, close quote. Really? Did that ever happen or anything close? Well, maybe Skinner and the rest are not sociopaths merely because they want to control everything and everybody. But doesn't their approach feel lofty and cold? Note the phrase socio-cultural system. Does this jargon describe the world you live in? Now, everyone has heard about the great Ivan pa Pavlov, 1849-1936. He was a Russian scientist and an inspiration for Skinner because he made a dog sal salivate at the sound of a bell. The world insists on treating this as genius, but I want to ask one nagging question. What did he actually prove? Let's walk through this. You're in a hospital as a patient, and very quickly you notice that every day around noon an orderly brings your lunch on a squeaky cart. In a few days you realize that the squeak will be followed in less than a minute by food. Your gastric juices start to flow. That's smart. That's very inefficient. You're ready to digest that food every animal would react almost the same way. But it's not clear to me that anybody has conditioned anything, except to note that nature has made hunger an imperious force. To reach food more quickly, we will follow the shortest path. But there's no rigid conditioning, 
no inescapable response. But that's the aspect that these behaviors love, that the dog or human is locked into a particular response. That's what they mean by a conditioned response. Now here we come to the central theme of Brave New World, Aldous Huxley's 1932 satire of control freaks. By controlling the amount of oxygen provided to embryos, babies can be made as smart or dumb as the controllers want. We see the same preoccupation in our public schools. While bragging about educational attainments, these experts in charge actually manage to sabotage the whole process, just as the embryos are sabotaged. Huxley found a brilliant way to satirize the tricks played by totalitarians. My thesis is that healthy, normal people don't want to be dictators. And we have been dealing here with what the graduate schools call meta-theory. That is, theories about theory. My meta-theory is that every theory in K-12 is a clever little con. Compare three-card Monty, pickpockets, crooked fortune tellers, Ponzi schemes, Bernie Madoff, and the guy who sold the Brooklyn Bridge to several victims. All these hustlers have their schemes, and none of them is altruistic. But how are these hustlers different from our K-12 con artists telling the public that if your children will just forget about the alphabet and instead concentrate on memorizing word shapes, they will read better than ever? I think this is the start of a hoax. So we come to the final question. Why do these people, these control freaks, want to achieve this sort of personal intimate control over children? Their efforts pretend to be aimed at better education, but look closely and soon we re the reality burns through. The true passion is for creating a new kind of people who can create a socialist paradise. That's what the communists and socialists want, to use education to inaugurate the world according to Karl Marx. And here is my final bit of meta-theory. Karl Marx dealt in to reveal truth and historical inevitability. Teaching children how to look for truth and find truth wasn't so important, but because communists already knew everything. The goal was making people accept that sweeping claim. And this accommodation, anybody can see, invariably leads to dumber children and more stunted societies. Who wants a good school? Certainly not professors who already have all the answers. In fact, these cult members, as they might be called, would want to prevent any competing views and opinions. That's what we see in American education from K to grad school. Now, just to sum up, one of my entryways into this kind of discussion is that I think K-12 is an intellectual playground. There is so much craziness going on. If you just learn to see it and appreciate it for the, I don't know, wonderful human artifact that it is. We've got this whole history going back to the Greeks and Romans of education and more education and a, and a, and a focus, an obsession with knowledge, which means facts, basically. What is Paris? What is 2 plus 2? That's what education was always concerned with. But do you realize that all of our progressive educators and all of modern K-12 has no interest in any facts and knowledge? They fill up the day with make-believe. 
with little weird games and rituals. But at the end of the year, in fact, at the end of 12 years, the children don't know the most basic stuff because educators don't want to teach it anymore. It gets in the way of socialism and the world according to Karl Marx. Okay, thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four. The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lennon's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of subeducated students from K right through college. Seven, analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S., my book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.